0: The princess quick, because she wants a dick, and if you let her
1: free, you the hussy. What is going on, everyone? Check us out on youtube.com slash and you can watch Monahan's video game Throwdown. will be playing all the new games that are out there, and uh, you'll see me pop on from time to time, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But check us out, youtube.com slash and the Bash Brigade, and see what all the fun is.
0: You see, he's the man. Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to fucking rock and fucking roll out of control, well, then you know you've got to rock the block. You fucking sock, my fucking cock. Because when you rule, you fucking fool all of the fools out of their jewels.
1: Because if you think it's time to, if you think it's time to, if, to if think to think to you think it's time to fucking rock, rock. The <laughs> is going to kick your fucking ass and his name, his name is Jordan Mode. Rock. What is going on, everyone? What is going on? What up, what up? I have a little special guest with me tonight. He is an award winning songwriter affiliated affiliated with with BMI. He is the brains behind such uh, bands as Suspicious Minds, Horseman 5, and now the hungry and dangerous Mr. Jordan Mode, everybody. What up, what up. <laughs> so you might remember Jordan from last time he was on uh, the first interview of Barfie and the Bash Brigade. He uh, he was came out with this banger of a fucking hit called Finding Atlantis, which which is you know, that's that's your that's your stairway right there. Um I fucking love that song still. (laughs) Uh, So later on during the show, oh, he finally showed up too. There he is. Do You you, you need headphones. (laughs) That
2: timing though. No, we'll come
1: back later. Yeah, come back later.
3: My girlfriend's putting shit in front
1: of the camera. Uh, We literally just started recording. I literally just started.
3: I literally yeah, just hit record. Recording, huh?
1: So, uh, get headphones, yeah, eat your dinner, and come back later. Eat dinner and come back later.
0: Yeah.
3: What?
1: No, you're good, man. All
3: right. I, sorry. All right, see ya. I'll be back in a second. <laughs>
2: Yeah, really. Uh, what we're going to have fuck? to harass him about that one, though. <laughs> Come on. I flat out told we- you. Read the room, guys. Put headphones on.
1: <laughs> I don't care if you're fucking her. If you're mid-thrust, just wear the fucking headphones. so I'm not hearing <laughs> all the.
2: This- <laughs> you can almost hear the, next, the table next to them <laughs> getting diabetes. Oh, God. It looks like they're at some
1: burger shack. Oh, Jack. my God. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my so, god. Where was I, Jordan? How have things been since Finding Atlantis? What's been going on with you since, you know, we last time we spoke? COVID was well, COVID was real and now it's kind of just disappeared. COVID's over, folks. Oh well, yeah. A lot's been going on. Um uh, I don't I
2: I mean, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. Um I mean after finding Atlantis came out, well, essentially i I just went to the studio to record a new record and um I spent most of last year on that record doing like about through the summer into like the early fall just tracking and recording all that stuff and Matt was a part of that process as well. And um, you know, so we actually that was actually something really cool how me and Matt begun this this that's actually where the Hungry and Dangerous originally had begun was that was when we started the recording process last year, around June-ish, because he had set up a, a way to work and do tracking at, in Jersey while I was doing stuff at home in Nashville. And um, yeah, we worked on that record, and then after that, I got right back into the studio uh, to work on a production album with my new project, Moody Morin, and, and that just got landed a production deal with the library, which then led to another album that we're working on right now, which I can't go into much about. Um, and then suspicious mind stuff, client stuff, changing jobs from be- BMI and, and going somewhere Speaking else. Speaking of being yeah, busy, I've
1: been busy now. Mister, <laughs> now uh, let me introduce the drummer for this this group here. I've known this this gentleman since he was a puppy, um, little, little chitlin back in the day. <laughs> little corgi. Actually, it was a pug. I believe, I believe it was pug. little pug. Uh, was a pug. Ladies and Jelly Spoons, <laughs> Mr. Matt Lewis, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, my man. How are you? i right. got, a, got a question for you, though. Can you suck nicks? Um, <laughs> just, just asking, you know, because you, I said make sure you have headphones and, you know. You're all good. You're all good. So Matt, now that you're dealing with Jordan again, it's been, you know, 15 (laughs) years since you two played with each other, both physically and musically. Uh, How's it feel to be back on the throne behind Jordan's ass? Uh, What (laughs) ass?
3: I mean, it's the actual feeling didn't really hit for me until we started filming the video because him and I were going back and forth when we were uh, writing, tracking this record and like the actual performance is a different level compared to just recording because that's where it becomes to life. So it's like when I went off the plane, like we caught up like the night before. And uh, once we got to the set the next day, like, we put the drums up. He picked his guitar up and then like we had the cameras on us. And it was like, all right, this is go time now. And it, it I, I had like the little nostalgic vibe because he's still the only lefty guitarist I played with. But uh, fucking no, left-hearted,
1: just, left-hearted motherfucker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now we, the moment we started recording the video and I have Jordan caught this too. Cause we talked about it in the car. It's just like, we had that vibe that we had in the beginning, like the, after the first take, he kind of just turned around and gave me like a look. And I'm like, this is different this time. Like it, it's not like it was before. I mean, like we had fresh ideas, but like clicking together kind of seemed more natural. And then when we sat in the car afterwards, he's like, you feel that too? I'm like, yeah, because like we both like kind of turned around. We kind of gave each other a look, and we kind of sensed that it was different this time. We had like more of a sense of what we wanted to do, which is what gave it a more special feeling. And there's a lot of meaning to what we did with all this.
2: You know, it's kind of crazy though, is Matt. If you think about it, I just thought about that. Told Joe had asked, I said something about it. That was the first time you and I have played together since um, Horse 2013. Five. Horseman Five in
3: Delaware. Yep, I actually remember the date, May fifth, twenty thirteen.
2: Dang, that is that's been some time.
1: There, I mean, I mean, you, we could take a trip down memory lane on on, on that <laughs> that alone. I mean, I almost threw a man out of a top building out of, the, of a Starland <laughs> Ballroom.
3: I remember coming, almost you know, did, exactly I, I just did. I, I just want to talk. I just want to talk for a second. We had our uh, other guitarist, Kevin, at the time, and uh, when we came in, had the drums uh jordan came down on my course joe he's like don't go near him it's like just just leave him
0: alone
2: <laughs> dude i i'll never forget that room oh my gosh when joe walked in that room i was like even i was sitting there going like, go oh man someone's about to get their dick ripped off
1: <laughs> uh, that was fun times fun times we we'll you to talk yeah. about me threatening lives and shit but um, you know make myself you know commit a felon but so tell me about it so is it the song the hungry and dangerous or is it is that the name of the band is it both is it what 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 is this
2: well is um it? Uh. <laughs> that's been a that's been a hot topic question so yeah, yeah been... it's it's weird how this all worked out so basically when we and we were working on that we were finishing up the single it was essentially supposed to be a just a single from you know matt was working with me on my solo stuff and we had talked about visioning stuff like, oh, maybe we can work this into a real band when the time is right. But at the time, we were just putting it all under my solo stuff because that's just how it worked out. Um, but what happened was when we were getting ready to – when we already shot the video and everything, um, it got to the point where we were doing the artwork. And my buddy Dylan Sheridan uh, did the artwork for us on this and – he had did this logo, and the logo on, that's actually on the single cover, and, and we just kept looking at it like, damn, that's a really cool logo, man. I can see that on t-shirts and stuff like that. So once we announced the song, and like, hey, it's coming out May 7th, we started get, I, got, I started getting texts like crazy. People were like, oh, I can't wait to hear the new band. And we're like, band? We're like, no, no, it's just a song. But the way we must have, like, I guess, announced the song, it looked like it was a brand new band coming out. And then we just started noticing, like, people kind of like that as a band name, this and that. And basically through that process, it, we're like, you know what, let's just try to explore this. And that's when, uh, we, uh, our our new guitarist, Nikki Harlow joined us at that point. And we were in talks with who was our basis now. And we are just like, yeah, like this is becoming a full thing. We're just going to kind of ride the wa- the wave with it. And that's when we announced when we released the song, we're like, Oh yeah, this is a band now.
0: <laughs> essentially. Yeah,
1: <pretty> <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta make this statement. And it's just because I want to bust your balls, Jordan. I noticed in your music video, your other guitar player had a very distinguishable guitar. Oh, yes. A very beautiful one at that. A nice, beautiful Paul Reed Smith that I have been telling you since 2012 that you should be rocking out with.
2: Oh, man, but I got Elvira. She's my everything, man. Like, that's the guitar that I'll probably play with till the day I die. But I do want me some Paul Reed Smith, though.
1: I know you got the EVH. I know you love that thing. I mean, I, I have a feeling about it when, you know, the day, the day you kick the bucket, you're going to put that thing on your, on your, you know, that's going to be buried in your casket, with you you know, but I, I gotta say, man, I'm, I also like the fact that you're still rocking the, 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 the blue pearl. I gotta say, I love that kit.
3: Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I actually, um, I almost got rid of it, uh, three years ago. Cause I had a, Kit, I was looking at, and um, I don't know, just the distinct blue color just was sort of like an identity thing for me. A lot of people actually like the color of the drums just because it's not like your stereotypical, like dark colored drum set, it kind of catches the eye. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, it's been working, uh, I, it's my own kit. I mean, I've obviously changed it up a little bit, but um, no, it's just a distinct thing I've kept, and I had no desire to get rid of it now. I've had an offer for it. To get a better kit, and I just decided not to, just because it's yeah, it's been in my life for over 10 years at this point. So, why I change?
1: That's awesome. So, I'm going to switch gears, because we can talk about music and all that stuff, but some people don't really care about that. Uh, <laughs> here in the show, we have an argument between Monahan and myself of who is better, Batman or Superman, and I want to hear your opinions on this one. Who?
3: Um, well, For me, it's Superman. Um, Only for the fact that uh, Batman's not really a superhero. He's just a rich dude with a lot of money and a lot of fancy gadgets. Uh, (laughs) No, no, Superman's like, he is the man. Like, he actually has superpowers. He's not just a rich guy with a cool car and like $300 billion in his bank account. He actually has power. So that's a superhero to me, not just some guy with a fat wallet that like looks cool and dresses like my neighbor's cat that got out last night.
1: I mean I do feel Bat-, Bat Batman is just a masochist. He like he he's he's troubled and he just likes being beat. But you
2: know <laughs> Well here's my question. Which Batman and which Superman are we comparing?
1: In general, we'll go we'll go with um we'll just go with the comic books. Not comic
2: books? Okay.
1: In and straight just comics because personally Christopher Reeves is Superman. I mean, uh, what's his name is Henry Cavill is fucking spot on the cart the the comic book version, but Reeves just hits that spot. So we're just going to go with generic Batman or Superman. Okay. Well, I was always a Batman guy.
2: So for me, it's, (laughs) I knew you was gay. (laughs) I'm a big (laughs) Batman fan. Gay. I mean, I like Superman too, but I don't know. I just I always went towards Batman as a kid. All right, all right.
3: Uh, I know, I know, Matt. I know. Hey, we tried, man. Yeah, we tried. So,
1: so now the next question we always ask everybody: Who is the best Joker? Oh, oh. A, is that a serious question? This is a serious question. Heath Ledger
3: you go first this time. Oh, Heath Heath Ledger, you're, hands I, down. I knew
1: you were going to say Heath Ledger. Who are you going to say Ledger. Matt? Same. Really.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, it, I I got to give respect. I'm sorry, he
2: played it no too Hamill?
3: well. No,
1: Hamill. Yeah, I like that's Hamill.
3: why I was close because I, I wanted to. I was I wanted time to think about it. It's like one. In, it, it's like one A and one B. It's not really one and two. Or to me, Jack but.
1: Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. If you want to go live, live, it's Jack for me. If you're going to go overall, it's Mark Hamill, then Jack, uh, Caesar Romero, and then Heath Ledger. And we don't. I don't count the other douchebag. You know he he was good Jared Leto
2: or the Joker
1: Jared Leto Jared 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 Leto. What
2: about Joaquin Phoenix?
1: Ah, uh, you know what he's he was better than Leto. That's for damn sure. I I really but liked
2: his persona in that movie. That's
1: not the real Joker. That is that or is, is it? The, he was the the precursor to the Joker.
2: Yeah, like what which led him to go mentally on like crazy. Yeah, right. Well, no,
1: but 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 the Joker was not. Joaquin Phoenix character. It's what inspired the Joker. Yeah. So, I I always ask those questions just because I want to get everyone's opinion on that one, and it's because you know I just had to say uh, you're wrong, Jordan. But (laughs) 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 Superman's better. Um, I got I got got Kaylee standing over over at the corner. (laughs) I mean, give me the the fucking stink eye because I say that. (laughs) Um, but what um. Uh, what was I going to ask you guys? I I had so many things I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, oh, go ahead, Matt.
3: So I had a question for you, for se.
1: Oh, Maybe. oh
3: you yeah. Got questions. Uh-huh. You know how? Um, you know how you kind of been a mentor to me for my drums, like kind of starting out with this uh, this whole journey that started here.
1: I like being called a mentor. <laughs>
3: And it's not not just because you have a game of thrones beard. It's really because... uh, uh, No. all right. so I got a little challenge I want to introduce to you. I like a challenge. I
1: like a challenge.
3: You, me, we're going to have a little drum-off. I want to do a little thing with you here. Uh, No, hold up, hold up. Now, when I first met you, I was a 16-year-old kid that honestly wasn't really that great as instrument, but... I wanna do a little drum battle with you. I wanna see who does what. We'll do a little like I don't know, three, four round thing. You pick a couple, I pick a couple and uh we'll let some people judge out who won this thing. What do you say?
1: I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I haven't picked up my kit since the beginning of COVID.
3: God, I don't and make excuses, man. Come on. And
1: the time before that was, you know, about three, four years. Was that, that horse five gigs? The <laughs> last time I played was actually with you when I filled in with uh, Suspicious Minds for a minute.
2: Oh, that's right. When we opened up for Trap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really wish the Trap bullshit was going on when we played with them. Dude, have been huge. Which, because I wanted, I wanted the fuck that, I wanted to punch that dude in his fucking mouth the second I. I saw the singer come out the van. I'm like, you're playing at a corner bar. Stop it.
3: Add it to the list of people Barf wants to hit.
1: <laughs>
2: Do we have a boxing punch emoji? stuff uh, That would all yeah, that'd
1: be great if I could find one of those. I mean, I, could add, I would love to say my my, my list of musicians that I've punched in the face, you know, you got, you got Ace Enders from early November, Joe Jack Tunnicum from, from the dead milkman <laughs> and then the, the fucking douchebag from trap. That'd be an epic list right there alone, but eventually. All right. So
3: if uh, you and Mayweather hug it out, who's going to win it?
1: Well, Mayweather would only be able to hug around my penis because he's like five <laughs> foot three and I'm six foot tall.
3: Well, that's why it's called money Mayweather. So
1: <laughs> Yeah exa- you hey, will do anything for money. That's
3: right.
1: <laughs> Luckily no one can see the camera, but know yeah.
2: Yeah, free the nipple.
1: Free the nipple. Cover your face. Free the nipple. Miss- free the nipple. But I will take you on this challenge. I'm a little rusty. You have have improved leaps and bounds since the last time I, I've I've we've played next to each other. Yeah, um, but I'm up for that challenge. Cover. So I'm down for that, Jordan. You're going to be a judge for that. Yeah, man, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's see it. I'm going to say one month. One month time. We'll say like August, early August. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> by the time this comes out, it's going to be like July, beginning of July. So, or yeah, about another two weeks. So, yeah, almost July. So, we'll say we'll, we'll get this ready by August. I'll have a, uh, I'll have sound man Steve. We'll, we'll do some video back and back, and then we'll get a couple judges. I'm in. So it works right, for is, me. So yeah, is let's there do it. A, is there a... We got to have a prize for this, though. There's got to be a... You um, know. How about, like, Loser gets a tattoo? Ah, we don't uh,
0: have that kind of money. You know. I don't
1: either. Get a little, little <laughs> one, like a little $30 tattoo. Matt's a teacher, and I'm, I'm a, I work in a warehouse. I ain't making any money. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm saying Loser has to wear the other person's T-shirt, i.e. I have to... Like, literally for a week, just walk around wearing the Hungry and Dangerous T-shirt. Matt would have to walk around wearing a Barfing the Bass Brigade T-shirt.
3: Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me I have to wear a dress on the highway like your fantasy football bet went... If you
1: could, I mean, you could do that you just hold it, hold it, wearing a dress with a sign that says, I love Barfi and the Bachelor Brigade. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I don't mean Me holding a sign saying, I love the Hungry and Dangerous, they might be like, Is that a strip club? Is that a gay strip club? <laughs>
3: yeah, a Barfi. Steely B-squad Dan Barfi B Squad uh, right there. special. There you go.
1: The Barfy B Squad special. That's right. Oh, man. You know, before, before the, they're, they're still pregnant and they don't have the C Scar yet.
2: What, what makes it special, though? What's the special about it? Is it cheap or what? What is it?
3: What? Yeah, five dollars a stroke of the beard you know how it works come on
2: (laughs) Ah, do i get a free t-shirt or a coupon afterwards
1: uh yes yes you you meet go by the salad bar
2: nice i I do love me some salad bars
1: yeah salad bar strip (laughs) is a wonderful thing um so you were a packers fan jordan right
2: Oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it.
1: You, you sure? You sure you don't you don't want to talk about your boy being? being I, uh, you
2: know. I'll tell you this. So, me and my uh, buddy Dan, who's now an official member as of today of the Hungry and Dangerous, is also with me in uh, Suspicious Minds. Um, he uh, he's also an avid Packer fan. We have this bet right now where we where we've sworn a truce, I should say, that we were not going to talk about the Packer season or anything past the NFC Championship game until. Uh, God knows when. <laughs> Until
1: you figure out if you have a quarterback or not.
2: Oh, either way, I'm cool with Jordan Love starting. Let's go. I, I can go all day about it, but oh, essentially, I'm on. a big I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I he's well, he's my favorite quarterback. This and that, whatever. But I have my opinions. No, I my opinions. woohoo. I only won twelve games again. Boohoo! I only made. It to it the says fall. the Eagles fan who's in the same position.
3: Hey man, I, we have uh, we couldn't keep Prince Harry in the castle, so I don't know <laughs> what we're gonna do now. So
1: right, he needed he needed a, a wild steed. Well, the season's gonna hurt one way or another. Boom! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna
1: hurt a lot. We're <laughs> right from Wensylvania to hurtsville
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. I like that. Fucking Eagles. Don't I, I worry. mean, I, we're I'm get not pack even... and cheese all year, so it's uh, it is what it is. I'm not even watching a single Eagles game this year. I'm, not, I'm literally just sticking to my fantasy. I'm going to watch the. Um, this year. I'm rooting for the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's it. I'm
2: going for the Titans, man. But that Julio Jones pick, man. That Julio Jones pick, though. Come on now.
3: You know who I'm rooting for? And I still stand for them as one of the most underrated teams as a package. The Buffalo Bills. I can my, see that with they're Allen. Gonna uh, they're
1: going to be sick this year. No,
3: they're I they're like, so underrated. and the Colts. No, think about now. I just want to like that defense is so talented, and besides Josh Allen, that receiving core is actually very under the radar. A Lot and, of talent,
1: and if they get get that tight end, if they get Ertz. That that just solidifies that whole line. But I'm going to put my money down. I'm going Vegas bets the Browns. The Browns you know, are going to. It will go to the Super Bowl this year. If they I, got, I, they I got to pass Mahomes, stand,
3: man. I did still until Patty Mahomes can get beat. I don't think so. I think they're going.
2: I still think. I think if the Titans can get theirself together with what they have and like they can get Ryan Tannehill back into that, you know, that groove that he had. I don't know, man. There's nothing really stopping that offense.
3: And I'm not sold on Tannehill yet. I mean, you you could run Henry all day, but come on, that It'll defense is sometimes. terrible too. That but defense you know, is.
1: Terrible. You know who we're not going to see in the playoffs? The Dallas Cowboys.
3: The Dallas Cowboys.
2: Watch them win your entire division, too, this year. That's not <laughs> That's an accomplishment.
3: Right. You just need to win five games now.
1: I mean, <laughs> r- really, you just have to beat the, but, Giants, the Giants and the team with no name. I, I mean,
2: would say, let's let's talk about the Giants' free agency pickups, up, pick man. They got some good dudes on there with like Kenny Galladay and stuff now.
1: I, I don't know. That offense is going to be something this year.
3: Think hey, they'll still win six games.
2: I had, like you said, that might be enough to take the division though. <laughs> they it really will.
3: First time right. a team wins the division under 500. Right. We'll call it right now. Um, who do you have for MVP this NFL season?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I I, I I can't even predict that until, until I'm Fantasy calling.
3: Drift. I'm calling right now. I think it's either going to be Josh Allen or Derrick Henry, but I think I'm going with Josh Allen personally. I think that team's going to really explode this year. Oh, no. I can no. see that.
1: I can see that. Um, so- what is going on, everyone? I hope you're enjoying this latest episode of Barfie and the Bastard Brigade. Just want to cut right in real quick. If you're enjoying the show, check out our merchandise store. Head on over to www.barfeeandthebastardbrigade.com. Dot threadless.com. We have t-shirts, coffee mugs, and we have other things coming down the lane. Also, share with your friends. We have many things going on. We have the podcast here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your mother's ass, Google, everything under the sun. We also have our YouTube page. We also have our last second sports. We have things down the lane, and we want to get it out to you guys. So share it with your friends. Also... If you like the show, why don't become a monthly contributor? Head on over to anchor.fm slash B-A-T-B-B slash support and help donate. Become a monthly contributor. Be as little as 99 cents a month. So, but getting back into things, I, yeah. I, I, I always like to venture off of it because we could talk about music all day long and half the people listening to the show are going to be like, the, who the fuck cares? You know, because <laughs> uh, there's so many things you can, you know. <laughs> oh, no! The but, <laughs> so, Jordan, I'm, Matt, I'm going to mute you just so we'll start with Jordan first. What are who's? I know obviously from listening to your music. I know who who you've uh, who's inspired you. But let the people tell tell the people out there in radio land who <laughs> inspires you. Who, who what made you pick up the axe and and become the button pusher that you are? The butt, I went from the axe to the button pusher. Well, you're, you button match. You still button match. I listen to your solos and I'm like, you sound like you're button matching, but it sounds right this time.
2: It's it's shredding, my friend. The art of shredding.
1: All right. Well, I'm a, I'm a drummer, man. <laughs> Scale that back a bit. I just double. I'm, I'm, I'm doubles.
2: There's, <laughs> I mean, I, you know what's crazy? You know, everyone always, I get that asked a lot about guitarists, but like, you know what? My main inspirations are really kind of songwriters. Um, I mean, obviously Eddie Van Halen's a big one. I mean, that's if you if you hear the music and don't pick up on that, I don't know what to say. But um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Dave Leopard, uh, who's the original lead singer and founder of Crash Diet. Yeah, his music, that first record, Rest and sleeves is kind of the way I write for a reason. That is because of that album. Huge, huge influence on Elvis Presley. It's another big one that's taken over my my whole life, and I owe a lot to him. Um, and then I would have to, you know, obviously death leopard and the crew and really anything that's Scandinavian rock or eighties oriented. on there.
1: I know. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I hear you play something, whenever I hear your music, I, I, my, my Amazon all of a sudden goes, how much Aquanet do you want to order?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you listened to it on Amazon. That's actually, that's cool. We got, well, we got fans course. out there. <laughs> no,
1: I got, I got to, cause I'm, I'm too lazy to download. So I'm always like, Hey, Hey, you bitch, <laughs> play this. <laughs>
2: So now Matt, flanging.
1: what
3: a, <laughs> Matt? What about you, bud? Um, well, actually, do you want like from early on, or do you want like who? What,
1: what wanted you to pick up drum? What, what made you want to pick up sticks and whack things?
3: So my dad was the biggest Who fan. He still is as a kid, and just different styles of excellent drumming and percussion work from the Who. Like yeah, you got Keith Moon. You have. Uh, Jackie star and all that. And then obviously my favorite right of all time will forever be Neil Peart. but the, who was the band, just a different style of playing. They're really, I still to this day, I don't find a lot of percussion stuff that they did still being done now. But now lately, ever since I finished school, I actually have a lot more of a jazz influence to how I want to play. Um, yeah, obviously buddy rich, but Freddie Gruber is the one that caught my eye. Cause it Ooh. is so subtle of a style but I just the thing that caught me is he's an exceptional player but he doesn't go out of his way to just go like buddy rich like hey I'm a beast yeah buddy rich is arguably one of the best to ever do it he actually is one of the best to ever do it. but Freddie Gruber to me just under the radar like doing your job but showing that you can do this and I I never was the person to be like I'm the best in the world at something I never will be. So like that kind of style had a huge impression on me, um, evolving into what I am now. So I just wanted to keep that. I'm looking into it more. I'm just more into that kind of style. I don't want to stay one-dimensional to just one genre because you won't grow. And this is a thing with music where you have to constantly be growing and improving. Otherwise, people will hear it, and you get stale, and you got to stay fresh. So that's what I did for myself, and it's been working ever since.
1: That's awesome. I, I gotta, I'll put in my influences here. I will say, uh, Karen Carpenter from the Carpenters was okay. s- was sick oh, wow. on the drums, sick on the drums. Yeah. That's, you don't hear that one very often. I mean, one, the chick could play, she could shred jet on, on traditional, on, on traditional grip. So, you know, that, that's already hard enough, you know, as all the jazz guys doing with, you know, um, and then, I gotta say yes, the band yes. Oh, uh, I remember that. first. Com- oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead,
3: Matt. Um, uh, you mentioned grip. I'm gonna say this just for uh, future sake. For hungry and dangerous, I actually did only certain songs with certain grips. Like when you hear the style of the music, I had to do that. So, uh, for listening yeah. sake, you will you can hear it if you're a drummer. I did switch from match to traditional. And uh, made a difference in the sound. I just figured I'd mention that, just because it's a subtle difference, but it's huge for especially people that can hear it. Sorry I mean, to cut it's you a, off, a, well, no,
1: no, you're right because as as Portnoy is one of my favorite drummers. He when when even just doing rim clicks alone, and sometimes as he's playing, he'll use the back of the stick, and so he's going from click, and he's using the back of the stick to hit things. and Then you'll watch him flip his his hand over, it, and then he's using the tip of the the tip of the stick.
3: I um just remember um you guys obviously know for those watching i did a i do drum covers and when i learned panic attack by dream theater just like some of the accented hits and stuff that he puts in is still like i can't understand how he sat down and recorded because like i was sitting there like wanting to figure out how i can even do this and um like that five eight section as you know just a monster it is a monster i, I real i'm like and i watched him play and he's Chewing gum, just chilling out, and he's not even trying. And then, like when I finished the thing, I had to like. If you look at the video, I'm sweating so much I had to close my eyes. Like it was just so much effort.
1: So, would you say you were sweating bullets?
3: (laughs) Hello, (laughs) me (laughs) again.
1: Sorry, I had I had to go with that 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 bad joke. So, tell me about so. I got a question because I haven't paid attention. Maybe you, I know Jordan. You might know this, Matt. I'm sure you might know this. What the fuck happened with Megadeth? I don't like Megadeth, <laughs> but what is going on with Megadeth? No, Something with um,
3: having an affair with uh, someone that was a little underage, if I remember correctly. I kind oh, of- no, she was
1: Christ. underage.
2: She wasn't um, underage.
3: Or was it like an aggression thing, or like I, I don't even. I, I honestly, I just woke up one day and it's like, oh, it's so
2: stupid. All right, you ready for this? I'm so- ready for this. Joe, Joe, you're going to die when you hear this. So Dave Ellison uh, apparently got his iCloud leaked and apparently videos of him with uh, a girl who lives in Europe. He's probably been sending her videos of him spanking his meat and it got leaked. And, you know, obviously, you know, Dave Mustaine is now a born again Christian and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of an odd look for his band. Um and and the girl came out and said she's like no we consented like I'm not I'm of age everything's okay like and that was the original accusation they thought he was she was underage and she so, was in trouble and so
1: this dude just sent sending videos to a woman of age cranking it out well uh, she was she wanted it. That was when.
2: they, well, they
3: always too. want <laughs> See, This is this is where you got to be careful with the situation because it could be true and it can also be false. An example of false is Johnny Depp, obviously, with everything that's happened there. I mean, we all know the story of that, and more is coming out. That makes him look right. So, like, we don't honestly, we never will honestly know the full story of what well, happened. That's what makes it kind of a sticky situation. So you well, can't yeah. like make a judgment on it. Literally, you already
1: made it a sticky situation. But she did.
2: But she came out and said it was like. Oh, you had he, to
3: sneak that one in.
2: She did say she was consenting of it, and so did he. And they they both like said yeah, it was like willingly both accepted. it Like it wasn't at any point where nothing was. I don't know. It's weird, but, like, dude, the dude's, like, almost 60, and he's still doing it. What is up with, like, that age bracket and social media? I don't get it. <laughs> hey, Lemmy did it until he died.
3: He was, like, 73 when he died, so...
2: Yeah, but Lemmy wasn't also taking Facebook selfies and sliding into girls' DMs. <laughs> I just was, gotta like, point out, when I, met
3: him, when I met him, I was, like... I thought it was, like, all legend talk until I met him. I remember it was, like, Motorhead. It was right after... I started college i just left horseman five and my friend got motorhead tickets for new york city and he got backstage passes and what i'm on the radio and we had to wait like 15 an extra 15 minutes and all of a sudden the door swings open he has no shirt on his chest hairs out he's got a cigarette in his mouth uh whiskey in his cup and it, there this girl that was what had to be at least i mean at least 35 years younger than him and my friend goes is like oh this is real and uh her clothes were on backwards. She, she looked like she had a good time, but like they all, everything about him was true. And he was probably one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life.
1: The first time the first time I met Lemmy, I just looked went up to him, I looked at him, I said, So how many times have you heard the joke? And he's like, I never want to hear that fucking joke again. <laughs> oh, Lemmy, rest in peace. So what was the inspiration behind the hungry and dangerous? Like what was the what was your mantra for this, Jordan? I made you write this this diddle. Well,
2: this one actually, I wrote back when I was living in Philadelphia. Actually, when I was living in uh, when I was living, me and uh, Cody Terrence uh, bungalow, <laughs> so to speak, if you can call it that. But yeah, it started as just like this really cool riff that I really really liked, and I just played with it for years. And it, at one point, it got it came together. The music came together first, like the guitar lines itself, and I kept saying, like, I was like, I'm going to save this for when it feels right, essentially. And then, you know, going through college and everything, I was still playing with it. I was messing around with it. I never, I just, I was like, if I'm going to do this song, it's got to be done right. And it wasn't until last year when COVID struck and everything. And I was like, you know, Suspicious Minds wanted to take a break. And, you know, like, we're going to, we don't really want to work on music right now. We're just kind of trying to do us. I'm like, okay, I still want, I have all this material and I want to do something. So I started going through all my you know hard drives and stuff like that, and I just picked up the song again. And I was like, "Dang, this song, you know, this it really hits hard." And you know, that was actually one of the first songs that I started working with my buddy Tristan on. Uh, it was a new friendship that me and him met each other, and um, he really loved the song. And he's like, "Dude, I want to do this. Like, let's let's make this the biggest thing ever." And essentially, it was like my attempt or ode to the '80s stadium rock scene, obviously.
1: <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the eighties rock scene? Oh, come on now, it's the best. <laughs> I mean punk, that's when punk that's when punk rock was, was thriving. That's when when metal was starting. Um sorry the the uh the boobed bastard is gonna come join us. You won't be able to see her. But nice. She she's coming to hang out. Um, so okay, we yeah, we got about ten minutes left anyway. I know did you did you eat your food yet, Matt?
3: oh I ate it man uh, we found this little mexican restaurant in town I've never been to there's a brewery across the street we went to on um, last uh on Memorial Day yeah man a freaking brewery they um they have if, Dang, you're in, um, if you're in the area it's really good um there's this little Mexican restaurant here we went here and for uh 15 bucks I just ate a burrito about like I don't know like the size of like half my thigh' oh, it was so good so when you when I picked up the call when I picked up the call I'm like I'm like oh yeah i'm still eating i need to come
2: back. <laughs> y'all are killing me man i haven't eaten anything today i i, should, I, mean, I need to get some mexican food now no I, I just
3: gotta i i gotta go back to um this whole hungry thing So when jordan contacted me i actually was freshly graduated out of college i don't think i was even 24 hours out yet i think it was like maybe i, I like had my virtual in the living room ceremony which sucked as you can imagine and like three o'clock he's like i want to talk to you and then uh He's, he's like, uh, he's like, you want to do this again? And I thought about it for a long, like half a second. There was a lot of thought <laughs> in like that time period. Three
1: seconds later.
3: Not even. That's uh, my high score in bed. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not really.
2: That's uh, just wow.
3: stupid.
0: He
2: said that right on the radio, man.
3: Yeah, I did. He went uh, for it. If you got to edit that one out, I'm sorry. Uh
1: do you know me? Have you ever heard this in the of this show? <laughs> you listen. You've seen you've seen the the, the the live streams we do. You think I'm going to edit that out? Come on! I make
3: fun hey, of myself. Hey, Man, the the I used to watch these every you week. He asked, "Was you suck cock. No, it just, um, no. It just it just kind of clicked, and it, it's really been nice with that. And then, like, it's weird because like the '80s vibes there, but there's like something else there. It's like I couldn't describe it. So, like, I got hooked when I heard the first couple of demos he had right away. But, uh, no, I was, like, fresh out of college. I honestly, like, I didn't know if I was going to, like, do this band, the band stuff anymore at a time. Like, I really was in, I, like, my last thing I was in, it was just, like, a bad taste in my mouth. I honestly was so disappointed that I made a product that was below my par that I really had trouble playing my drums. Like, I didn't, like, have the drive to, like, fix it. And I'm like, I let that happen, and I it was okay with it. So it's, like, when he contacted me for all this and it all happened, I, like, was a kind of, like, all right, you let's go forward from that and I kinda of like got that push back and it was like every day we were sending stuff to each other. It was like every day we had something and it was just boom boom I think what we finished tracking this thing in what like two and a half months? It was Dude. just every day we were just going at it.
2: Like I said when the beginning, Joe, when you asked me like what I've been up to, we were we we may have been home in lockdown, but me and Matt and my buddy Tristan had been working on this record almost Every day for about two and a half, three months, you know, just grinding, writing, 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 recording this and that, re- retracking this and that.
3: I want to uh, say a little thing. Uh, Joe, I actually sent this device to you. If you're a drummer out there and you can't uh, really work because of stuff with pandemic, I have a little device called the Yamaha EAD-10. It's like 550 bucks, but you can ask Jordan. It really turns your drums from sounding like a tin can to actually like layered stuff. Like you can actually work with it that's how i do all my covers and everything so it's just a click of the button i have an extra snare trigger on it but it really does everything for you so if uh, if you're if you're looking to work from home you need this you need this device and it really i wouldn't have been able to communicate with somebody from tennessee without it so plus we
2: should give some credit to justin greg who did justin track one of
3: my good friends from high school he did all my uh Recording up here in New Jersey, really flexible schedule, just quality work. He really did an exceptional job without a doubt. And I I will definitely be using him again. And anybody in this area should definitely. He is an exceptional musician. And so
1: if ever you guys need a pain in the ass to bother you, Matt, let me know. I will always be glad to be a pain in your ass.
3: Uh I would uh I would be insulted if you weren't, sir. Uh, it's been too long. You gotta, make for, you gotta make up for like ten years of not having it. So, so
1: I know you're you, you, not a tie, do it again. All right.
3: Damn it. Hey no man. Bad. At least you
2: know, Joe, at least you know that if you were to walk into a studio with either me or uh Matt it ain't gonna sound like the rapture.
1: Oh, what you mean when I have to play the, the bass upside down? Oh the wanted <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
2: Hey, I still know. have that. re. I still actually have that remaster of that. You record. need to
3: send that to me, man. I want to, I want to listen to it. Dude, oh, it. Was, no, you know, it you know was painful for that. I remember Kevin took that wing challenge on the Island and it was a three and a half hour ride. And I got smoked out the whole three and a half hour ride to Pennsylvania. And it was tired. His windows wouldn't go down. They were broken. So it was like full blown, like in the chamber. Like it, it was rough.
1: That's when Jordan turned me into a vine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them. So with with the Rapture.
0: So oh, the first
2: Joe Joe, what about when what about when we were trying to finish the vocals for Rapture? It was me and Fury in that really creepy <laughs> creepy studio basement, and and our engineer John, who honestly, what a great dude. I will never talk about about John. He was a great guy. But man, remember he got so drunk at the. At the tracking room, and he was just—he couldn't even press loop, or he couldn't re-record anything.
1: Oh, it was—it was—it was getting better. I'm like, John, focus! <laughs> I'm, I'm blood pressure's rising. I'm all... we gotta get it done.
2: <laughs> or designing the album when you and I did that, Joe. The album uh, artwork, remember? Yeah,
1: oh,
3: man, that, that Joe, was fun. They, I never want to do that again. And then we hey, had Joe.
1: Mr. Pally after that.
3: I did Joe, a good job. I, Joe, I gotta ask you.
1: Hold on, hold on. What's that, Matt?
3: I gotta ask you as a drummer, what was the biggest are you fucking kidding me moment that happened to you on stage? I, I could tell you mine if you want. And it all happened in a half hour set. I um I uh I have a thing and this is just me. I don't drink before I perform. That's just me. I like to be coherent and drinking all the water I do, it helps with that. But this time they gave out they uh I, I had a glass out, uh, of whiskey for on stage. They gave um, Everclear shots to the bands before. And I had I had like four or five shots. And um, uh, the second song, my snare head, my top one breaks. My fist like went through it. Like I like had it down and it went through it. So I, I had to like swap snares in the middle of the set. And then the last song is half hour. My stomach is still like churning the whole time. And this girl next to me. Was talking about these new shoes that she had. And she was like right on the side of the stage. And I'm like, I'm like spinning. And like during like, the break, I turned to the right and uh, pulled the trigger. And uh, those uh, new $130 shoes, they uh, they got uh, introduced to Matt Lewis that night. So uh, that, they went, know, they went she to the scream She screamed so loud. Like, <laughs> it went through our ear monitors. Like I had ear monitors and they like cut through the mix. I was like, oh man what's yours? I, I got to hear yours. You have such an awesome like track record of playing for a while. So you definitely got to have a good one.
1: I mean, I mean, there's so many, like there's one gig I played where the bathroom, the men's room was next to me. So as I'm playing, I would look over, and there's this, this dude staring at me, as like just hanging the hog out, taking a piss, staring at me, like reconnected eyes, <laughs> reconnected eyes. and I'm going, I'm like, don't, don't fucking look at me, man. I'm and like, I can't uh, fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> 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 I, I man,
2: stare, stare him back, man. Just stare right back at him, and just get more intense with it. He'll well, freak no, out. No, I
1: mean that's it's exactly what I did. I just stared at him, just like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're holding your dick and you're staring at me. Do you feel like a man or do you feel like a little bitch? You know? <laughs> we're gonna play tummy sticks later. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, there was a time that the PA system blew up where we were playing at the bowling alley in uh, uh, Asbury Lanes. We were, we were playing with Ca- uh, Calibrees and literally the transformer outside the building, the, 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 the power, power line blew, blew the fuck up. Um, so that was a big what-the-fuck moment, because we're all like,
0: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> But without further ado, I, we've been here long enough. I've been teasing you guys about The Hungry and The Dangerous. <laughs> I feel we should play it, right? I mean, is that the, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the whole purpose of this whole you guys hanging out? I mean, we like each other and all, but... Yeah. yeah we like <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I love you guys. Best of luck with the band. Yeah, man. It's been great. Thanks, man. So oh, uh, uh, real quick, we could ch- give us your
2: links. Give us your links. Uh, everything's just at Hungry and Dangerous. You'll find us if you, you know,
1: Instagram, Twitter, all
2: that good stuff.
3: Matt, yeah, what about you-,
1: you? You got your
3: own stuff. You got Matt Lewis on YouTube? Yeah, I have, um, on top of the Hungry thing, I have a YouTube channel called Matt Lewis Music. That's actually also my TikTok channel. Um, video channel as much as joe just was disgusted for half a second that's actually how i got my nickname for matt the machine lewis because people on my tiktok be like dude you play like a machine like that and then jordan saw it and he's like i think we found your name so that kind of that gave that so they're both of that i have all my covers on there and updates with the band but mostly my covers are on those i have a new one coming actually um in two weeks from now so when this is released it'll be out so
1: All right, so check them out. Here is Hungry and Dangerous with their song, Hungry and Dangerous. Listen to that come in, just.